Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. It's the last one of 2022. I'm Julian. Avery's here. Oh, yeah. Omar. Yeah, it is. It is the last one of 2022. Tic Tac Tobar's here. I'm losing track of days. Sorry. And Sam <laughs> is here. Tic Tac, why are you losing? I've never called you Tic Tac before. That's weird. Why are you losing track of days? Um, well, I don't know. Like, I feel like that always happens like around like, you know, the holiday season, like the winter breaks and stuff. You just like days kind of like blend into each other. And it's not until like, you randomly get a notification on your phone. It's like, oh, wow, there's a game today. Oh, okay, it's at 8 o'clock. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, this this time of the year is kind of like, a, I guess, a little weird, especially, you know, having that transition from older year to new year. Everyone makes their resolutions that they're not going to follow. Uh, so, you know. Whoa. It's, it's... <laughs> Speak I don't for even yourself. make resolutions anymore. I, I just don't I bother. Yeah. Like, you know. I mean, I don't know. I think it's cool to set goals and resolutions for yourself. For sure, my resu- my resolution last year and the year before that 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 was to watch the Leafs in the second round. That's granted. not a resolution. That's not in your control, though. I Yes, granted, that is, is not part of something I can do that I can control. I am, I, you know, yeah, for sure. That's but, like if know. I say, like, that's not the same as, like, I'm going to lose, like, 15 pounds or something, you know? Like, like that's in your control. That's true. Actually, one one resolution that I think I have I have followed continuously, even though yeah, actually, was news resolution was to decrease my engagement with the comment section on Twitter. And that's now that's I've a actually, resolution. That's something do. I've that's something I've I followed I followed with because sometimes you know people can be interesting. And stuff. that's very fair. Yeah, Avery, I feel like I'm watching a fashion show right now with all the <laughs> the, the lighting changes going on. Are you okay? <laughs> No, my um, my ring light was going haywire. That was something I was trying to throw okay, out there. Okay, that's it, it was good. Someone it was, hacked into his ring light. It was good. <laughs> it has to be. It was yeah. good before going on camera, but now it started acting up for some reason. Okay, at the very least. Also, yeah. Sam, I need to mention this before I mention some of the other topics I want to get into. I am proud to say, going through the different topics we could talk about for today's show, the Vancouver Canucks did not come up once. We are not going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks today. You don't want to talk about their three-game win streak? Unless you want to. No. Can I Exactly. Exactly. Can I I mention something that came up in our group chat? Yes. Because I I want to say it was Julian who posted a a clip of Mm. one Quinn Hughes, Quinton Hughes, if you will. That was me, yes. um, uh, Scoring a goal, which to my surprise was his first goal of the season. Why? Why has that not been talked about? Like, I know he's a defenseman, but I'm like, his first, like, of the year? And it was a sick goal, too. Like, he was yeah. like, wheeling around through the zone and everything. Like, he wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. That's What so happened to Quinn Hughes? 
well, you know, he's been he's, he's been good. I mean, like notwithstanding not scoring, he is like their only good defenseman. So yeah, I mean that's pretty. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But, but hey, I mean, hey, look, wait, three game winning streak? No, 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 no. That's low awareness. No, yeah, it's no. great. They are now oh, they are now on. one game above NHL five hundred. Oh, NHL five hundred again. Come on, they're sixteen, fifteen, and three. When you say NHL five hundred, are you accounting for points or points percentage? I'm accounting, or just look at the record. Just looking at the record. Okay, that's fine. Uh, All right, no, that makes me so angry that the NHL tries to say, "Oh, you're not really under five hundred because the overtime loss. We got rid of ties fifteen years ago. What do you do? You either win." Or you lose. Drop this overtime loss BS. Drop it. I hate loser points. You know what? (laughs) I saw someone suggest this idea. And I don't know how we could make this work. But I'm slowly warming up to it. Let's get rid of the idea of points entirely. And it's just based on wins. Whoever gets the most wins gets into the playoffs. Get it on wins. I mean... They need. I don't they, know. They need I don't know how we look at OT wins yeah. or whatever. But what if we lived in a world where, like, you get like forty wins in a season, and like, I don't know that maybe maybe that's not enough. It's a scenario that could exist. But I mean, like, I, you're judged on that and not points. Yeah, I'm okay with that because I I I don't care how you try to like how you try to like like you know change it or explain it to me. There is no incentive for doing well in the regular season since they changed the format. None. None. There, there, there's, there's no benefit. So I think if, if you go to that format, Julian, where you're just focusing on wins, okay, then it's just like straight up, you'll win or you'll lose. That's it. That you have be. X amount of wins. Okay, cool. You're in the playoffs. You don't have that many wins. Okay, you're in the lottery. And I, they need, they need to do something to incentivize doing well in the in the regular season, such that every game matters to an extent. Because again, you can, you will have teams in divisions who will be busting their ass only to face another good team and then get knocked out in the first round. And I'm not just focusing on the Leafs here. There are other teams who have to go through this, have to go through the exact same thing. So Colorado if they can might find... end up being a wild card team this year. That's yep. not fair. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, yep. okay, well, oh my God. Oh, oh. They might Although be fully healthy see... by that time too. Yeah. I did see an abs fan yesterday be like, let's just throw in the towel and tank for Bedard. I'm, Oh, that's not fair. That's not that's not fair at all. That would not be fair. But I mean, like, if you look at Jared Bednar's press conference this week, where he was like going through all the injuries, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They yeah. have like, and it's been like that since I don't day even one know who they're season. icing. Yeah, like Charles Judon and, and Alex Galchenyuk are like first line options. Like that's how bad it is for Colorado. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could you imagine Connor Bedard on like a second line for the Colorado oh Avalanche? Oh my gosh! Just like with that That'll sick be- release. If K, okay, if Edmonton does better and Calgary does better and the Canucks keep winning, they could get into the bot man. Yeah, but like also, but like you'd have to essentially if Colorado would even think about doing something like that, like they basically have to say, hey, whoever's injured right now, I don't have the full list in front of me. Like they'd gone. have to be like, okay, like, dude, you're done for this year and yeah. go from there. And also then have to hope for Anaheim to somehow be a little bit better. Chicago to stop sucking. Like San Jose. There's a lot. 
yeah. San Jose. Like there's a lot of things that would have to happen for Colorado to. I mean, then again, we have we live in a draft lottery world, right? So even if they move up to, even if they get a top three pick, like, like and that's possible. Because I think one year didn't Dallas go from like eleven to no, not eleven. No, yeah, yeah, it was eleven. Didn't Dallas go from like eleven to three or something, and then they got the they got on high school in that year. I mean, it was something like Miro Heiskanen has been a pretty good defenseman for them ever since. Yo, and yeah, they so they have McKinnon, Manson, and Bowen Byram on injured reserve, and then Landis Gog and Darren Helf still on LTIR. I mean, yeah, and he says he says Byram and Landis Gog are nowhere close. And then he said today that Nichishkin has now re-injured his ankle that he had surgery on, and he's out. No timeline. Yo, man. And Princeos is now Princeos is now also injured. You know, I mean, I'm not saying the Colorado Avalanche should tank, but I feel should we start looking at tank awareness in a few weeks with the Colorado Avalanche? That'd they lost wild. to the Coyotes last night. They is did. Are we jumping too soon on that? I mean, but like, if you even think of this this year, they have four draft uh, four four picks. They have yes. a first their first round pick, yes. and they don't have another pick until the fifth round. I mean, then again, the Colorado Avalanche are in win now mode. Like, and when you're in that mode, you don't necessarily like. But they won. You're like they F won last year. They won last year, though. Yeah, you want to win sad. again? They could still win again if they're healthy. Yeah, you can win next year with Connor Bedard. That is true. You could win a few more years with Connor Bedard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could win a few more three, years with Connor three Bedard. ELC years with with Connor Bedard. Could Man. you could you imagine hockey Twitter if the final two teams standing the draft lottery? Are Colorado and Arizona? Oh, can you imagine hockey man. Twitter? I need funny. that drama. Oh. I need that drama for hockey Twitter. We need to live stream us like watching the draft lottery. Can we please? That would be awesome. We need more of these I'm live so streams. That. I'm so like, down to, for that. I also, when the Leafs make the playoffs, if they get to a game seven, I really want to watch game seven with Omar. Me too. Yeah, I think we should do some kind of live stream. You know what? You know what, Omar? You know what, Omar? You yeah. don't even have to do anything. The whole you just watch the game. We could just watch you the whole time. Okay. No. Here's the th- we're not gonna watch the game. We're just gonna watch Omar. <laughs> oh, I want to watch Omar. I don't want to watch the. I mean, no, that's Yo, I'd want to watch the game, but I want to watch Omar. If there are no conflicts, I'm coming to Toronto to watch it, Omar. I'm coming to Toronto. <laughs> oh, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I will oh. come to. Oh, my I might God. have to take you up on that too. Yo, I mean, live that, streaming, flames. yeah, but at the very least, live streaming the lottery would be hilarious because, yes, especially if there's a jump or oh, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. So, so we got a lot of cool ideas, I'm sure we would want to see done in yeah. 2023. Absolutely. Um, man, I, I didn't even get into some of the topics I want to get into here. Are you guys <laughs> watching the World Junior Championship right now? Are you watching the World Juniors? I have not yeah. watched a single second. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's the second tra- I mean, I didn't really count to the one that happened over the summer, but like yeah. I used to I used to get up at like 4 a.m. for all the Europe games and now I just like I don't know. I I get it. It's not like the players faults that Hockey Canada is the way it is, but it's just it just feels too soon for me. Okay. Um, I yeah, that's a, I don't That's a reasonable take. Yeah, it's kind of the same for me. Like I, I remember every year, like that first Boxing Day, you get up, you you watch, you watch one team get decimated, then another team get decimated, and then they have the whole "oh, you're hot dogging" uh, conversation. But like, 
Yeah. Oh, we'll I get just, to that in a second. I just haven't. Like, I know what the big things that have taken place for sure, but like, I was just like on my iPad and I saw a notification. I was like, oh, yeah, the Kennedy game's on. Like, I just like, I, I completely, like, I'm just completely like just checked out of it. And yeah, I think to Sam's point, it's a little too soon. I, I can't, I can't, I can't make that separation yet, especially since we're still, there's still new information that is coming out um, from it. So it's, it's, it's tough, I think. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm so, you know, I'm paying attention to it from a standpoint of someone who works in the media, but in terms of like, yeah, like I'm everybody else. I used to be getting up, you know, early in the morning, watching games, pay attention, but we got Hockey Canada and that's still very fresh. Also too, what I just am not, I really um, have an issue now in terms of how we talk about literal children in terms of how we critique high school students, some smooth some braces in terms of, you know, I just irks me how we're still living and dying by what 16, 17 year olds do and the critiquing in terms of like, it gets just, something about it to me has still never sat right. I'm seeing more and more now as you get older in terms of we critique children now, Justin's sitting right with me when it comes to the world juniors. You know, what's funny uh, I was talking about it on another podcast because I think you brought that up in the group chat mm-hmm. where for like two weeks, the world juniors becomes this big national thing. And to your point about the fact that like we, the way that we critique teenagers, essentially, mm-hmm. do you guys remember that one year when Canada lost, I think in the quarterfinals to Finland and like, there was like a broken stick play at one point they missed a shot and then Finland came back the other way and scored I remember, like, one of the Canadian players, like, Maxim Contois, got, like, a bunch of, like, not hate mail, but, like, comments on, like, Instagram. And that was yeah. a national story. Yeah. Like, yeah. To yeah. point, like, it's kind of crazy about how much we have put, like, how much power we have given this tournament and, and the kids that play it and the pageantry that comes with it, which also maybe in turn explains why we care. It's, it's part of it why we care so much about the investigation surrounding that 2018 team. I also think in the fact that it's been in the shadow of what happened with Chicago as well plays a role in it. But I think because of how much we have hyped up hockey Canada and how much we have hyped up that tournament, that plays a role in why we cared so much about the investigation. And I think in the fallout now where it's a bit too soon to really get fully invested in that tournament, I've only seen maybe two minutes of it. Like I was at, I was at a dinner with a friend and I saw the start of the Canada-Czechia game, and I saw one of the two Michigan attempts, and that's uh, as far as I watched. I was on break, technically, but, like, I, I don't know. I'm not really – maybe maybe give me a few days. Maybe I'll, I'll try to watch it just so I can be up on things and maybe know what, what prospects are doing what. But, like, mm. I'm sorry. I, I can't be bothered to watch Finland and Switzerland play against each other just regularly. I can't do it. Yep. The Michigan attempt happened, and the other one happened, and everyone lost their mind. Oh my oh, god! No. What is the happening Michigan, to the game? The Michigan. How like, we're hey man, like like the it's a crisis. It's a national crisis. Like, can't I mean? I'll say this: when I saw that the Michigan was attempted, and I heard about the second one, I have I, like I thought like three different things. I thought one like okay, Canada must think they're gonna get a a real easy win out of that because I feel like like obviously it's a skill play and you mm-hmm. should do it if you have that opportunity. But I also feel like you're doing that if you feel super confident in your abilities and how you're playing that day. And it's not unlike Canada to feel that way, not necessarily in an arrogant way, but like that's a game they should have won. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like they should have won that game. They should have been going away with that. We're we're used to seeing Canada win like 8-1 in like their first game of the tournament. That being said, if I'm on the other side and I see that Canada is doing that to me, 
oh, I want to beat their ass so bad. And I would not feel bad at the end of the game if I'm on the winning side of a 5-2 win. It's like, well, these guys were doing Michigan's the whole time. And then the third thing I thought is, what if we get to a point where the Michigan happens so much that we lose the excitement that comes with it? Like the fact that Canada could just do that twice in a game. Mm -hmm. Like what if we get to a point where people attempted so much, it's just like, all right, it's, We've seen this like a hundred times before. We've seen so many videos throughout this year of people doing the boo. I don't want to lose like the excitement for it. You know, like people should do it. Yeah. People should absolutely do it. And I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just saying like, let's not lose why we like lost our minds over this in the first place. Yeah. A lot of different thoughts, but like, I need that to be said. Yeah. I I don't think we're going to lose. I don't think the frequency of it is going to, is going to like peak in the NHL, especially. I think yeah. like teams are, are, are mindful of the the Michigan happy people, right? And and I think you know, especially goaltenders as well. Like they're being very mindful of like you know of, of who is skating behind them with the puck, like who's on the ice and stuff. I think defensemen are, are being more aware of that. It's uh, that as well. Now at the younger levels, like you know, like you know, the, the junior and like the World Junior Champions and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe we'll see it more often. But I don't think I think when we see it in the NHL, it's going to be one of those like. I can't believe he, I can't believe he pulled that off in the NHL. But even still, it's just it's a thing that players are doing now. And I, again, I think it just speaks to yes, the overall like growing skill uh, for players and overall the the growing confidence, especially to especially to do do something like that on a on a big stage, right? Because if you mess up, if something like that happens again, they made two Michigan attempts and they lost the game. Now, if Bedard Only tries their it fault. again, obviously their fault. If Bedard does it again, I will spec the hell out of that. Because you know, like you probably is probably getting a whole bunch of like, oh, you shouldn't show show up your opponent, yada yada yada. Even though the Michigan was not the sole reason why they lost, it's a different conversation, whatever. So I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a. I don't think it's that big of a deal, man. Like, I like, hate that this is even a discussion, right? Like, is. what kind of loser sport is this that somebody <laughs> doing something high cool. skilled and exciting <laughs> and cool is apparently bad? Like, I don't. What are we? Am I going to sit out here and be like, oh, I can't believe the NBA has like a dunk contest? I can't believe they do alley oops. Like, who wants to see that? I care more about the team than about skill. Like, shut up. You know what I find so dumb too? I saw a lot of tweets about, um, oh, you know, play a team game, get pucks on net. Is the Michigan not getting the puck on net? A Michigan is a high danger scoring chance. It is. It's a very about? high danger scoring chance. Yes. <laughs> Why do Honestly. you hate fun? Why do people hate fun? Like, like, maybe oh part of the God. reason Team Canada has been worse, I think we can all agree they've been on the decline. Like, this is not the golden age of, like, the early 2000s where Canada was dominating the world juniors. Mm. Maybe, maybe you can take the emphasis off the team game and the system and actually let your players be skilled players because that's why you succeeded before. When you sure. take players that are, that are special and you lock them into a system... Mm. They become average Martin St. Louis, like that freaking quote. Any anytime this conversation about like, oh, players shouldn't do this, and players should anytime this conversation comes up, that quote always comes to mind because yes, wh why are we criticizing cool stuff? It's cool. And if you're and if you have a problem about players trying to try trying the Michigan, stop them. Play your position I thought, I don't and know stop why. them. 
I don't know why I thought you were gonna say something like wilder than just stop them. I thought no, you were gonna just... bust out some patois or something. Oh no, no, Sorry. no. But like... I just saw the S. I was like, oh, where are you going with that? <laughs> yeah, like, can I just imagine Sweden after Peter Forsberg scored the the stamp goal for mm-hmm. a lack yep. of a better description? They were like the Forsberg. That was too highly too highly skilled. He shouldn't have done that. Sweden should really tamp down its skilled players. Like, why? What? What is the point of this? I want to see more of those goals. But I just want to—I just want to know, like, where did this loser energy come from? Because it wasn't always, always like this. Was, I think it's always—I well, think, think it's always Canada. been there. I think it's, it's always been there. there. Anytime it—it's it, <sighs> like—it's 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 it, hidden, in the sense of like, oh, like it started with like with like goal celebrations when like Ovechkin scored like his what his 500th goal, I think it was, and like mm-hmm. started yeah. fanning it. Oh my god! Oh, this that is was so his outrageous. 50th. Was that a 50th goal? Maybe I forget. You yeah, know what? I forget the monster. That 50th goal, yeah. Everyone yeah, was going, oh, my God. How can he show up Show up the, the opposition like that? Or Neil, Neil Yakupov, rookie in the league, scored the game-tying goal. And Don Cherry. You can't do that. A very xenophobic and very disrespectful right. Like, dude, if I score a goal in NHL in my rookie season with two seconds to go and tie the game, I'm flying down the ice. I'm throwing my helmet. I'm stealing the glass to celebrate with the fans. Screw you. You gotta remember, we're we're not that like do you remember not too many months ago Trevor Zegris and Troy Terry being mauled for skilling it up? For skilling it up. Like like, for skilling it up. Are you you still living that I just I want people to bring back insane goal celebrations? Like one of my all-time favorite moments is when everyone was talking about whether or not Buffalo would trade Miroslav Shatan and the game before the trade deadline, he scores a goal. And he does the call me sign. Yes. That is one of my favorite goal celebrations. Incredible. I, I just let the freaking players be freaking people, man. Those those moments are hilarious. Like, Matthews freaking scoring a goal right after it being called back. And like, that's a thing now. People do it. It's hilarious. Oh, like, my God. It's so frustrating. Oh, one of the funniest goal celebrations I ever saw was Artem Anisimov. Many years ago, when he was still playing, um, oh the yeah, Rangers. he scored a goal on the on the Lightning. I think he beat Wayne Rollison. And what did he do? Of course, you know now it's yeah, but he turns it around like a gun. I started shooting towards Wayne Rollison. Like that was so freaking funny. I understand why some people would be upset about that one, but that's yeah, just that, me. <laughs> that <laughs> one is funny, <laughs> but like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't know I how feel about like being a goalie, and then it's all like, "Why are you holding a fake gun at me? Like, what is?" Dude, imagine if he like... did that to Mike Smith. Imagine if he did that to Jordan Bennington. Oh yes. my God, Bennington would skate up and then just like turn around. See, more <laughs> pretend to punch him. Yeah. More miss him with a water bottle. Chuck a water bottle at him. Yeah. Mm. More pleasure with the Bennington because Bennington has shown he'll take the bait every single time and get in misconduct. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, every time. Do that. You should do that. You should like, do it, bring like, those goal celebrations now. back. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Why can't we have goal celebrations? And like, the idea that it's showing someone up, or that it's poor sportsmanship, or that it's like you're dis- you're a distraction if you celebrate your goals. Like, the point is to score goals. The point is like make it fun. Why can't it be fun to score goals? Why can't it be fun to win? Like, that is Why literally the point of the sport. You know, act act like you've been there. Act like you've been- why should I? Why? 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 I think, and I think, you know, some people may say this is a stretch, but I think that part of hockey culture, the like, don't stand out, don't have a personality, 
this narrative that like you're a good team player the logo on the front matters more than the name on the back don't stand out like this conformity and this pressure to be all the same is tied to the issues with hockey culture off the ice like even even what we said earlier about hockey canada and like why we are all so invested in this tournament it's like this narrative that tsn built in of the hockey canada brand of like oh like let's go see Stamp, sam Steele's outdoor rink let's go see like the stalls at the farm like mm-hmm. good old canadian boys it's like mm-hmm. you know I, I think the cat is out of the bag that that's a narrative and like i'm not saying they aren't they they're all like tainted they're all bad people but like they're just people we don't yeah. need this narrative of like oh the good old farm boy canadiana like just let them have fun and be people yep. it always annoyed me with that because it's like okay cool that only appeals to so many people i don't i'm not a farm boy you, i don't know if know, any of y'all are either the only effect like we get wrapped into it, it's like okay i guess that's just what it is but like you don't you always what, see ourselves on those teams yeah you know you know it's what we never really saw back in the day like we never really saw the world juniors we never yeah you mentioned the farm boy stuff Sam. We, never, we never saw the full features on like nigel dawes on sean bell on pk Subban. like what about what about the black bears on this team where are their feature profile of world junior like why are we, they, Dude, are we all we ever heard stories? about nigel dawes was how he had four percent body fat yeah, i don't know like yeah. they said it so many times i remember this stat <laughs> randomly like decades later yeah, the Leafs randomly put out a, a clip of like Wayne Simmons giving the Leafs uh, beef patties. That was sick. That was cool. I did like there was one time <laughs> a feature they did of like John Tavares and PK Subban like yeah. doing friend trivia. That yeah. was good. That was yeah. cool. That was fair. Yeah. So things most need interesting to be John be- Tavares has ever been. That, that, yeah, that's a fact. That's true. There was he a video is. a couple weeks ago about how he has like a kombucha tap at <laughs> home. Like what? Andrew, okay. That's Yo. that's no shade to that's no that's no shade to Steve Dangle who got that information out of it. But like, <laughs> like I don't well. care. Like I don't care. <laughs> that's so boring. Congrats, you have a kombucha top at your house. Oh, that's his reaction dope. too is like, huh, yeah. Like he just, didn't even try to make a joke. He's like, huh, yeah. That guy you for showing us that you're rich for having this right? expensive ass drink Yo, in your house. That got some wealth. You got a tap in your house. You oh. are in wealth. Next level wealth. Oh, bro so man funny. was that was that was that part of the contract negotiations when he signed like what is this oh yeah it was in five it was in section three subsection a it comes with a captaincy yeah <laughs> you know every you captain know, wendell clark I, walks up oh you've you've joined us you know here's your, I, here's your honorary kombucha kombucha bar you know, kombucha tap I, the sea and toronto maple leafs bed sheets exactly how you slept yeah. you know i won't I won't say who, but I've been in the family home of a former NHL player. Won't say who, but I walked in their house. I have a pretty good guess. And... <laughs> I have a he pretty good guess who this is. Walked in the basement. There's a basketball court in the basement inside the house. Like, wow, this is ridiculous. Inside hey. the house. <laughs> a basketball court in the house. Jeez, man. Is that the most famous NHL, most famous NHL player you visited? Uh, in, the, in his house, yes. Okay. All right. I have sick. a pretty good. I have a good guess. I like the qualification. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I have a pretty good guess who it is. Um. Anyway, we've gone through the World Juniors. We've gone through the dumb Michigan controversy. Did y'all uh, hear what John Scott said on a podcast? Uh, about how he would. I wish I could the- unhear it. So, for context, for those who haven't heard it, and I really, I get it, fine. I didn't listen to the full podcast. I, there are quotes just kind of going out there. 
But I also feel like with the way this is kind of written, I don't feel like you need more full context for this. He basically said, if he were to put together a playoff team, Connor McDavid would not be the player he would start with. And he, he has since followed that up with a tweet saying, maybe he'd take Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Nikita Kucherov, uh, Victor Hedman, maybe Patrice Bergeron. Fine, playoff performers in their own right. But you also have to accept the fact that, like, if you're going to straight up be like, I'm not taking Connor McDavid, you are going to look a little weird. But also, yeah. does he have a point? I mean, I think it's also kind of relevant that he that the people he that he mentioned are people who have won cups and McDavid hasn't won a cup. Like, that's like, like if we're just doing like a bare bones comparison, like, again, McCarr, McKinnon, they won the, won the cup last year. Uh, Kucherov Hedman won the year before. Where Bergeron won the won the cup in 2011, but he's been like the golden standard of like defensive playoff hockey. Played with a freaking punctured punctured lung. Golden standard so, of defensive centers. Period. Yeah, literally. So like, I don't know, but and I think I, I'm and I like, again like same same thing with you, Julian. Like, I didn't want, like listen to the entire thing, but I do remember there was a conversation. Um, I think it was after the 2020 playoff elimination where. Um, the Oilers got swept and I don't know if, I don't know if McDavid went like completely pointless or, or maybe he had like one or two points, but like he got shut down like hardcore. And there was a conversation after that. of like, Oh, can he get it done in the playoffs? You know, it's not, you can't just score your score points in the regular season. So I wonder if that point is, is, is in connection with that, those things in the past. But yeah, the thing that I'm confused about is last year, McDavid was sick in the playoffs. Like, I, so I I, yes. I don't know I don't know where so I don't, again so I don't know if there's just like you know wires being crossed or something but like I think any any like the any any uh, idea or any like piece of evidence that suggested that McDavid can't like turn it on or like or even hit another hit another gear in the playoffs like should have been completely erased last year because again he snapped and for the most part he kind of had to do it on his own a little bit because Drysaddle was like on a busted leg like he, the dude could barely skate like Dreyside mcdavid had right. so, and he did yeah and he sold it all right so he had so many big moments so like i i don't understand that and regardless of all that it's connor freaking mcdavid man actually like, let, let, <laughs> actually i i say i say leon dreisaitl was all right uh connor mcdavid led the entirety of last year's playoffs in scoring 10 goals 33 points Leon Dreisaitl was one point behind Connor McDavid. There are two best players with the two best scores in the postseason. Like you, like, there was a legit. Like I was asking people if, like, if there was a legitimate chance Connor McDavid could get a Conn Smythe Trophy vote, and he wasn't in the and he wasn't in the Stanley Cup final. Like the, the dude, not I can understand snaps. if there are other people you might want to look at for for who you want to start a playoff team with, but like, I don't know. I think it's a little yeah. disrespectful. If he said Matthew, like, I'd be like, you know what? Fine. If you said, if you said any, any Matthews, Marner, Nylander, but McDavid, come McDavid. on now. At the very least, you're saying all those guys in front just to kind of cover it a little bit. But like, I, I think there's a little bit of hate. There's a little bit of hate. And I get it. Connor McDavid, maybe he's not the greatest player when it comes to playing damn defense. Fine. But have we seen what he can do with the puck on his stick? and the speed that he has, and the game-breaking ability that he can do, and the series he can literally win in overtime, like he did against Cal- like, like he did against Calgary. Sorry, Flames fans. But, like, <laughs> have, we, have we not seen what this man could do in the postseason? Like, he could do it. He's in the prime of his career. 
Hey. Avery. <laughs> you gotta, Avery, Avery, speak. Speak. Avery, go. Say, go, say go, with the chest. Go on, Avery. Go on. Go on. Go on. Uh, New segment alert. Go on, Avery. <laughs> that was probably the most absurd, ridiculous thing I've heard. It also, that kind of quote from John Scott takes the pressure off of Oil's management, who built a team that couldn't beat Winnipeg, that couldn't beat Chicago, and got clapped against Colorado. You're <laughs> taking all the pressure off of Ken Holland and management. And does a player have influence on a roster? Certainly. All good players do. Absolutely. But, it's up to the G- uh, but the GM is the one who makes those deals and mm. brings those players in. And time and time and time again, we've seen Edmonton fall and lose winnable series. So I'm not gonna put the, I'm not gonna put those results entirely on McDavid. No. This is a guy who last year had 33 points in the postseason, turned around series, got them back into things against LA, helped them beat the Calgary Flames. And you don't want the guy on your team? You're gonna tell me like that is because he because he hasn't won yet? How many other players it took them years to get to a cup final? Guys like Eisenman, Ovechkin, etc. etc. took them time. And you're going to say, oh, I don't want that guy on my team. I don't want that guy. He doesn't win. I don't want that guy. Dude, that'd be he like saying you off. don't want to build a team around Jerome McGinley because he never won a cup. <sighs> That's yeah, a damn like shame. That. That's a, That's damn, a shame. damn shame. We got to start putting together a list of guys that we're sad don't have Stanley Cups. Again, and I think if we're going to do that, me. Jerome McGinley might very well be one. number one with oh, a bullet on that yeah. list. That's Can you think of anyone else in the National Hockey League who doesn't have a cup that you feel more sorry for? No. No, also, how did you Yeah, 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 yeah. The Sedins. Not more than a Ginla for me, though. Um, Lundquist. Lundquist not Ooh, getting one. Ooh, Henrik yeah. Lundquist. Yeah. He's on that list, too. Carey Price. Well, the Omar can understand why you don't feel as bad. Um, But, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, No, but Jerome Ginla, I think, in terms of players who don't have a Stanley Cup, that, like... Like, I can't think of people who've, who have said anything bad about that guy. And in terms of, like, him oh, at his oh. best. Like, one of the best players in his era. Like, it's a shame he doesn't have a Stanley Cup. And he went right to the brink, too. Like, that seven-game series against Tampa, that's, like, an enduring childhood memory for so many of us following hockey from a very young age. So, like, yeah, I think in terms of guys who don't have a Stanley Cup, who you feel bad for. If there was a power ranking to determine, Jerome McGinley, Right up there. And I would love to know who somehow has a better ranking than Jerome McGinley. I didn't yeah. mean to kind of go off on a side tangent with that, but I think yeah. it was very important. That's well, true, man. Again, almost made me, made me cheer for the Bruins, man. Cause damn. Cause oh. when he left, when he left Calgary, I was like, my, the, man, I could I do that. Get the man a cup. I don't I didn't care who it was with. I, when he was on uh Boston, I followed that when he was on Pittsburgh, when he was on Colorado, LA uh, LA like I was like get the man a cup and then uh that that that's one yeah anytime like any any, any people put like any like name a player who you like you wish like want like uh, had another chance to win like it's a Ginla man it, Although, it's such a shame that he didn't win but it's still amazing I will career. say that as a Canucks fan I found him super irritating oh I bet <laughs> you oh, did. I was not oh yeah oh I bet you did mm-hmm. 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 you know it was hard to hate Jerome McGinley also, too, because, of course, being the most prominent brother in the league at the time. But also, too, it's funny. It's funny how the way that the Oils and Flames were in that time period, Edmonton and Calgary 
never had a playoff series against each other in that time. You never saw Gila against the Oilers. Because for a very long time, when the Oilers were that, you know, nuts and bolts greedy team, the Flames were awful. The Flames were terrible for like an eight-year run. Yeah. And then when the fl- and then when the Flames were in the playoffs, Edmonton was awful. Like there yeah. was never you never had a chance to see Edmonton Calgary in the playoffs because those 90s, 2000s, they were never good at the same time. It just didn't happen. And yeah. now we are in a situation where they're both potentially playoff teams and they play each other three times this year. And we might not see them until the playoffs because scheduling. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. None. Like, why it, should you? If, if this is a league that wanted us to have this playoff format in order to encourage rivalries, why are you having rivalries that end see in their season series and before the second half of the year? I'm also shouting out New York fans, Islanders and Rangers fans who also don't get to see each other play against each other for the rest of the season. Like, well, and then like on the flip side, the Canucks and the Flames didn't play each other until like two weeks ago. What? First time. First yeah. time Canucks Flames game was like two weeks ago. Yep. Did that it, makes no sense. That's true. Did it, like the division, like the schedule makings of these past couple of years have been really odd. Like, did you guys realize last year the Kraken made the Edmonton only one time last year? One time. Like what? Like, how does that make any sense? Oh my god. Maybe we do need those extra once. two games. That's so stupid. Maybe those two extra games are needed. If it if it helps, if having 84 games instead of 82 games makes it easier for schedule makers to ensure that we don't have stuff like that anymore, fine. I'm willing to put up with the two extra games and, if and, they and whatever cut, comes with that. If they take it from the preseason. If you're still yes. having 10 preseason yes. games and then eight, like, that's stupid. That makes no freaking that makes no sense. Cut yes. away, cut away at the preseason, which players would love. Because no one cares about the preseason, right? And then yeah, then then okay, you add your two more games. That's it. But yeah, if they're gonna freaking keep the preseason the same and then add two more games and make the schedule even more compact than it already is, and yeah, for sure that that's such a good idea. Like come yeah. on, yeah, preseason make maximum four preseason games. You know, by yes. by game four, you know what the roster is gonna be by game four. We don't need for, eight. Honestly, man, <laughs> flip. I'm good with six because I'll say this: like I can imagine. For some teams, maybe they might know. Some other teams, maybe you need a little bit more time. Maybe you have a guy on. I think of think of guys on PTOs. If you're a guy yeah, on a PTO, you're trying to crack yeah. a roster. Four games, I don't think that's enough to show that you could crack it with a team and get chemistry with guys. Eight yeah. might be a little long for everybody else. Let's find a middle ground. Five, six, maybe that's enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could find a compromise on that, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm all for more games if it means fewer preseason games. I, I, I'm i willing to agree with that. And I think we can all agree here to get back to the original discussion point uh, that Connor McDavid not being considered if you're building a playoff team is a little asinine. No disrespect to, to Makar, McKinnon, Kucherov, Hedman, and Bergeron, who valid reasons to take them. But like... If you're building a playoff team and you're doing one of those like drafts with other people and Connor McDavid is not among the first two, three players taken, give your head a shake. Connor like, McDavid has 67 points in 36 games right now. Like, that's he, a dog. Oh, I can't. He's on, is he on pace for like 70 goals this year? He's on yes. pace for like 130 points or something. He's on pace for. Oh. Go, go, go on. He's on, go on Avery. He, he's on pace for numbers we have not seen in the NHL since the early 90s. Dude. Like, are you kidding me, man? 
Connor McDavid like, is playing like the best player in the world. I mean, he's been playing like the best player been. in the world. But like, if he gets to that tally, like 70 and like 135, like, give him the heart trophy right there. If I don't want any foolishness like last year where he had no. all those points. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't say foolishness because Austin Matthews did what he needed to do to get the heart trophy this year. He ain't got to worry about Austin Matthews this year. This mm-hmm. is Connor. This is Connor McDavid's year. I know there was a part of me that really wanted to see Jason Robertson get that award, but he's kind of cooled off in recent weeks. If Connor McDavid's going to keep this up, just give it to him. Here's just a give question. it to him from now. Here's yes. a question because this yes. is, and this also ties into um uh, another things that old hockey people say uh, mm-hmm. when they're talking about with the, with the Michigan. Uh, <clears throat> if the Edmonton Oilers don't make the playoffs, then you can't give McDavid the heart because the team's not in the playoffs. I can't wait. Where's that in the rule? I can't wait for that conversation. Where is that in the rule? Like, I why do people say such I stupid things? Wait. I can't wait for that conversation. Isn't the if counterpoint not... to that? Like, if Connor McDavid's not on that team, wouldn't that mean the Oilers would be so far worse? Like, they'd be in the discussion for Connor Bedard? Doesn't that another? Isn't that an obvious counterpoint? Just, these people should just go read what the award is for. Literally, just like it's not that hard. Player to I saw, team. I saw, a com- I saw a conversation of um uh online about like uh, the Jack Adams or whatever, and if and and someone was like, oh, the Jack Adams goes to a team that exceeded expectations. No, no, that's it's what it's true. been awarded for. It's bowl. Well, you're supposed to be bad, and now you're not. No. The award goes to the coach that had the biggest impact on the team's success. The Hart Trophy is for the player that is the most valuable to that team. Where is Edmonton without freaking McDavid? They oh, are a lottery team. Dreisaitl, stop. Stop. I'm not I'm not but, taking a shot at Dreisaitl. McDavid is not real in many dimensions. And the things that he does... Is is filthy, and I swear. And if man, if I if I see that anytime I see that point, like oh well, he should they he shouldn't get the heart because the Oilers didn't make the playoffs. Again, assuming that that's how things go down, I'm just gonna yeah. quote tweet LOL. I'm gonna morph into Sam for like a week and just like quote <laughs> every single time, like every single <laughs> and just quote tweet LOL. Like oh my god, it's a it's so dumb, and people say oh border fatigue, border fatigue. Who cares? He's the best player in the world. I don't care. But, he's, and, yes, it's, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's one thing to be the best player in the world and have mm-hmm. voter fatigue on. Like, like I think about it with LeBron in the NBA. There was a period of time when he was the best player in the world, and guys were like, you know what? I like he goes, duh, he's the best player in the world. But there are other yeah. guys to vote for. In this particular instance, Connor McDavid is the best player in the world, and he's getting better, better. every single year. That's it's not a situation scary. where Connor McDavid is like, all right, he's just at the same total. He's just the best player in the world. We're talking about him like obliterating his like career high totals. He's on pace to do that. And if he does that, like, what do you do? Like, you can't not give it to him. Like, Honestly. This, this is a man, when we first launched Zone Time, we are talking about his predictions. What's Connor McDavid going to get in the 56 points? Uh, game season he went out 105 points in 56 games y'all remember that year that was amazing <laughs> well sorry the fact that he did that was amazing we were still in the throes of the pandemic i imagine that for a lot of people the pandemic was not as great of a time but you know what helped us going through that seeing Connor mcdavid be great mcdavid has one two three four five 100 point seasons is going to be six after this year 
and he is math. He's 236 points away from a thousand points. Like he's and he's only 25. He's 25. Are you like, are you serious? He could I, I wouldn't have him on my team. Yeah, oh my god. He'd be eligible for the Calder if it was his first year. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> let like let it sink in. Connor McDavid could hit a hundred a thousand points before he turns 28. Like, <laughs> like oh. <laughs> at this point, we should be at this point, like we should be thinking about when is Connor McDavid gonna hit two thousand points. No, you actually know what you know what we need to be you know what we need to be talking about. Listen, what? Avery, mm. talk to your boy, man. Ken is doing this man disservice. We're we're listing off all of these milestones and all the old production, and there's no guarantee they're gonna be in the freaking playoffs. Like, As- how bad is that? As a management group, that should be embarrassing. Like, that should be embarrassing. If embarrassing. Like, and then this team still says, "Well, it's it's hard to figure out how to make trades for. It's hard to make trades. You're being paid five million dollars. I don't care if it's hard. That's I mean, your job. You know, I don't I'll, care. I will, I will give Kendrick Hall in this. He did try to address the goaltending situation in the off season. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then he did something, really... and he didn't follow the he didn't follow the advice of what everyone was saying, and that to give the Nets to Stuart Skinner. And then instead signed a person who, who to that point, had never been a full time number one goalie. Fact, I love Jack so what Campbell. Was he in Toronto then? He was not the number one. He was a it was a tandem situation. He was put into the number one spot because of injuries, but he was never he was never definitively said you are the number one person. That's the only reason we signed Peter Mrazek. If that was the case, it would have we would have, would have brought, I don't know, brought up like Joseph Wall or whatever. He has never been in a position to say you are definitively and undeniably the person. And then Kendrick's like, okay, Guan, come, come here, come here, come here, come here, boy. Right here, five, five, five years, five years, five, five million dollar contract. And and you know what? Oh, like <laughs> you know, and, and and it's been the same issue for for years. And that you need to surround McDavid and Drysidel with a team, and like, <laughs> I don't know how we're, how we're at this point, don't and we're me. still having the same freaking issues with the freaking Oilers. They should be in cup contention every single year. They should oh not have any first round picks. Are you kidding me? Don't don't forget, don't forget when there were plenty of forwards out there. Looking for a PTO. You could have gone Zach Aston Reese. You could have gone Sonny Milano. Who do you go? Sonny Jake Milano's Rattani. doing okay in Washington Jake right Rattani. now, actually. <laughs> yeah, the Jake the Jake Fratanid one don't make no sense to me. It don't make any sense to me. Jake Fratanid one. Sonny Milano, they they missed the they they should they probably should have swiped him up on that. But Sonny Milano, I will say this. Like, I mean, maybe he probably wasn't in the best of shape at training camp. But Jake Fratanid, you gotta explain that one to me because that don't that made less than no sense. No Every... sense. I don't think anyone can explain it other than he's nope. uh tall. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. Anyway, okay. <sighs> we've 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 lit the fire under Kendrick Holland enough. Um before we wrap up uh the show, uh do you guys want to play the Hall of Fame game one more time? Ooh, yes. Yeah. Remember so for those who don't remember the Hall of Fame game, 
basically, I list off uh, a player's uh, career, just a list of just a small list of their career attributes. And I try to get my friends to uh, see if uh, they feel they're a Hall of Famer or if they're not. And they'll also try to guess who that player is. Uh, I have three different case files for you all. Uh, I'll start with player A. You can tell me just before you guess who this player is. Tell me if their qualifications are suitable enough to go into the Hall of Fame. This player has 872 career points. They have a heart trophy to their name. They've won a Rocket Richard, but they're also a member of the Triple Gold Club. The Triple Gold Club, by the way, you've won a Stanley Cup, you've won an Olympic gold medal, and you've won a World Championship. So you have all those things. Are they a Hall of Famer? Yes or no? 872 career points? That's as of today. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. It's a lot of pensive pensive of the, thinking. And they're part of the they are part club. of the Triple Gold Club. They have a heart trophy and a, and a rocket Richard to their name. So a heart, a rocket, 872, and triple. You're really thinking hard about this. <sighs> you know what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll say yes. Okay. I'll say yes. Okay. Oh, Sam, I, I I feel as if like you're you're really I feel like you want to say. I think I know no. who this is. Okay. I Don't I reveal who this is. Don't reveal who this is yet. Don't I'm reveal who to. it is yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna say no. Okay. All right, Avery, are yes or a no? All the accolades, 872 points. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, So two yeses, one no. The player, by the way, is Corey Perry. Oh. Mm. Corey Perry. Corey Perry. Damn, that's he, his... won, he won that cup a long time ago. That, that... <laughs> he won a cup a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Holy long God. time, time ago. ago. <laughs> Like, you think about it, it's like, man, this dude lost to the Lightning in consecutive years of the final and then mm-hmm. joined the Lightning and then lost. And you think, damn, this dude went, had it down bad in the final. And then you remember he won a cup in 2007. Did we discuss the trade that could have happened that would have changed hockey history forever involving Corey Perry? No. No. 2003, there was a uh, an agreement that to send Corey Perry to the Edmonton Oilers from Mike Comrie. The trade didn't go through because Kevin Lowe wanted Mike Comrie to give back his bonus. Comrie didn't want to do it. The trade was nixed. But it was in principal agreement, Comrie to Anaheim for Corey Perry in 2003. So Hillary Duff and Mike Comrie would have been hanging out. I was just going to make this (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't have any real memories of... I don't have any real memories of Mike Comrie as a player. All I remember about Mike Comrie is that him and Hillary Duff were a thing. Oh, oh yes, my car was supposed to be like the next <laughs> big saver of the Orleans. St. Albert, St. Albert boy was supposed to carry the Orleans to the next promised land. And then there was a huge falling out with management. And it became, where is Comrie going to go? Where are they going to trade for him? And yeah, the plan was to deal Comrie for Corey Perry until Lowe wanted back the bonus. Damn. Okay. So I'm going to get to player B. There's <laughs> one particular attribute about this player that I'm going to withhold as long as I can. This okay. player has 969 career points at this moment, a two-time Stanley Cup champion, and a six-time 
30 goal scorer? Nah. Okay. Yeah. So you say no to that. Is everyone else saying no to that? Mm. The two-time Stanley Cup champion, six times a six-time 30 goal scorer. Yeah. No individual awards. And no individual awards. Uh no individual awards for this player. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So 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 I, I say this because this player is also the first player, and this will obviously reveal who this is. He's the first player to play over a thousand games consecutively. Oh. Does that change things about who mystery player B is, who you undoubtedly know by now who it is? Oh, wow. Omar's, Omar's thinking about it. Sam's definitely thinking about it. I mean, everyone's thinking about it here. Uh, I think. Uh, I, for me, to put my opinion on this, first of all, player A should be in the Hall of Fame. Player B, if Patrick Marlowe, I feel he's not a Hall of Famer, it would be very hypocritical of me to say player B is a Hall of Famer. Player B, I, don't I think, think you... yeah, I'm so I still say no. I think you'll yeah. be no. I'm gonna go yes. Oh, so you think player B is a Hall of Fame? In terms of like, like will he get will he get in or is he not? Like, will he get in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, will he get in the Hall of Fame? Or yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Is he, he a Hall of Fame will, player? Is he a Hall of Fame? He will player? get in, yes, absolutely. He will get in, yes. Sam? No. Okay. So player B, pretty obvious, Phil Castle. Yeah. Yeah, Castle will get I mean, in, but I don't. I think Castle will get in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he but will. like for yeah. the honor of like being having the Iron Man streak or something. Like it's, I mean, also he's a great player though. You, like, I mean, like he, a great he got player. robbed. He got robbed of that Con Smythe. I, I, I'll say that with my chest. He got robbed. He got robbed of that Con Smythe in 2016. Like that man, he freaking he snapped that year. That that HBK line, he was disgusting. Oh my God! Rob, robbed, robbed of that Con Smythe. So who won the Con Smythe in 2016? Crosby, Crosby. Yeah, they gave it to Crosby. Yeah, but I do. Didn't. I agree with Omar there. I will say, I maybe this is controversial. I hate the Iron Man streak. <laughs> I thought you were, were going to say I hate Phil Kessel. No, I don't hate <laughs> Phil Kessel. I actually really like Phil Kessel. Yeah. I hate the Iron Man streak when it's like you didn't play a game where when you're injured and you go play a shift to keep to keep the streak going i think it defeats oh, okay. the spirit mm. of the iron man streak i hate that he like went and played the the first played a shift in the first period and then flew back for his kid's birth like i think that's stupid and i think the importance we place on the iron man streak and counting it that way is absurd like listen you're either an iron man because like you weren't getting injured and i get that but like being injured and playing a shift so you can keep that streak going is I think it shouldn't count. I think it's dumb. I, I agree that it should I think the rule should be changed then if a game played should be a minimum of a certain amount of time or X amount of shifts count as game played. It shouldn't just be one shift of eight seconds that counts the game play. You play 25 seconds, that is docked to the game played. But and I also I, I think I skipping you, skipping yes. a game for like the birth of your child. I mean, not count towards because you're not missing the game because you were injured, right? Like, yeah. it's a little, it's yeah. literally like a personal issue. Yeah, true. It is, but you also miss the game. Like, there's no, you know, if you miss the game because of that, W for being a good father, but also mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't at that game. But it's a lot easier to say if you played a shift and then you leave, 
you at least yeah. played. What if he scored in that shift? What What are we gonna do with look, true? Look, I I would love to know what the minimum is if we're gonna do this right because I could think of Steven Stamkos scored that goal in the Stanley yeah, like Cup final. Literally just in like a few up, minutes. Yeah. So y'all are just gonna say he didn't do anything because he didn't play like ten minutes? Well, like I he, will. He, he could have been I'll back to the much. game at that time. Like why not? I'll give I'll give an exception. If you if you record a point, then there's an exception that rule. I'll say. What is it for goalies? Because like if a goalie's pulled. And the team like battles I back and wins the game. That, I, I don't know how I don't know how long the goalie needs to be in to be credited for the win or the loss. I forgot what it was. I forget. Yeah, I, I honestly forget. forget. Yeah. I forget. We don't have to dwell on that. I have one yeah. more player, and then I will ask you all to give me your favorite moment of 2022 in terms okay. of like from a hockey standpoint. Player C, a thousand and eleven points in a thousand and fifty eight career games presently. Stanley Cup champion. They've won a world championship on two occasions. Uh, they uh, are not a part of the uh, Triple Gold Club. Calder Trophy finalist. That is about as best as it gets for individual honors. By the way, in terms of Phil Kessel, the only individual accolade he has is a Bill Masterton trophy. Uh, this player, Player C, does not have an individual accolade, but he was. they were a Calder Trophy finalist. Let's see if I can so, pull up. Let me see if I could pull up who they lost to. So two world championships, a thousand and eleven yes. points, was a Calder yes. finalist, but doesn't doesn't have any individual awards. Correct. Any cups? Yes. Just the one. Just the one. Say yes. Are you? You don't. You know who it is? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out. Um, I did write that down, but I'm, I forget who he lost the uh, Alder Trophy to that year. Oh, okay. Now I know who it is, and uh, yeah, that makes sense that they would have lost it to that person. Hmm. Uh, I will say yes. I'll give my reason why after everybody gives theirs. I'll say as to why I'm going to say yes. Okay, so Avery says yes. Omar, Sam, yes or no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I, I misheard that then. Okay. That doesn't yeah. seem like that most convincing of a yeah from Omar. But um, okay. So you guys all feel Nicholas Backstrom should be a Hall of Fame. Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. All right. Yep. That seems pretty cool. For sure. Yeah. One of the uh, better passing centers. I mean, helps when you play with Alexander Ovechkin for the entirety of your career. I was going to also... say, I think all three Calder finalists that year will end up in the Hall of Fame. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, any guesses as to who won uh, the Calder Trophy that year? Actually, name all three finalists from that. Is it you? Since you probably know the answer, Sam. I'm gonna let Avery and Omar. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Uh, Ooh, you, you could guess. Oh seven oh eight. Oh seven oh eight is what he uh, he uh, won. Uh, oh, sorry. Well, when Baxter was a finalist, sandwiched between two teammates. 708, two teammates from Washington. Ooh, was mm. uh between two teammates. I want to feel between one... two teammates. Not on not on the caps. Not on the caps. Two teammates like, on another team. Correct. Like the like oh, the first and third oh, place okay. are teammates. Oh. They they still are teammates to well for now anyway. Oh seven oh eight. We'll I feel like that, that was goes. a giveaway. I thought that was a pretty big. I thought clue that was a, they didn't yeah. get it. 
Yeah, I, I'm surprised I'm they didn't get surprised. it off that Why am I I'm blanking too. so hard? Oh, man. Probably because you want to forget this team exists. Like everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Do they literally not exist? The no, team, they, they exist. They, they very much exist. They exist, but we should have burned them to the ground. Oh, yeah, we really oh, should have. Oh, is it Kane and Taze? was also up for that yeah. all right cool great yeah. job on the hall of fame game everybody uh and uh to wrap up our final segment of uh zone time uh for 2022 give me your give me a favorite your favorite moment of of the year give me give me something that you really enjoyed thoroughly or or could be a goal could be a moment could be a story it doesn't even have to be all that positive. He could have just made you laugh because of incompetence. Uh, my favorite story of the year was the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. Okay. Followed closely by Jordan Bennington throwing a water bottle at Nazem Kadri in a press conference and missing. <laughs> <laughs> Those my are my favorite, two favorite moments. My favorite moment of 2022 is Nazem Kadri going on national television and telling his haters to kiss his ass. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it gets any better than that. That was so good. That was so. That funny. was so good. Yeah, yeah. That was that was gonna be my answer. It was was uh, was uh, like the Kadri post uh, cup uh, cup um thing, cup speech. Uh, but I guess another thing, and I know that I know this was this was a, a piss off a lot of people. Whatever. Matthew scoring sixty was was cool. I almost swore. That was that was really that was really cool because again it was something that we hadn't seen in the league for a long time. Um, and it was just cool that it was a leaf that did it. Um, and you know especially when it when it. Because like when when you draft a player and they become like your franchise players, it's like oh they're gonna score this many goals, not many goals, and it's like they seem like such like high arbitrary numbers. But then watching a player like do it and saying like they're a part of my team, and then for him to go on and then win the heart and then win the Ted Lindsay, which again was something that Leafs haven't been recognized for individual awards for so long because we've been ass. So um so so yeah so that 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 was a cool moment for sure. Why'd you say ass like that? Because, I don't know. I'm just trying to mix it up a little bit. They're is that the closest you've gone to swearing on this show? Uh no. I think the it closest is. I got to swearing was when the freaking CN Tower went red, oh. blue, and white to show support for the Montreal Canadiens. Like that's so freaking so stupid. That was the, the closest I got. Oh. To... <laughs> I remember that. Avery, your favorite moment of two of 2022. Uh, my favorite moment was to be in attendance to see um, Dr. Herb Carnegie go to Hockey Hall of Fame. Yes. That was obviously go. my favorite moment. Someone who, there for, we go. Mm-hmm. for many years, you know, had been overlooked, had been not considered to be a Hall of Famer, and to see him finally go into the Hall. And it goes to show, once again, hockey contributions, the Hockey Hall of Fame is not just the NHL Hall of Fame. You contributors in the hockey world that should be going in every year who made an impact. And next, I want to I want to see... Larry Kwong in the Hall of Fame next. Mm-hmm. I want to see Julie Chu in the Hall of Fame next. It is not, mm. the NHL, it is not the NHL Hall of Fame. Again, I'll say it again. It is not the NHL Hall of Fame. It is the Hockey Hall of Fame. I want to see a class maybe, I want to, I want to see the class of 2023 have maybe one NHL player. Maybe maybe one. Maybe none. And do the Hockey is not just one league. We need, to, we need to celebrate that way more often. So seeing Dr. Carnegie in the Hall of Fame this year, amazing. Amen. Wow. All right. That's a pretty good Sorry, place to end. Sorry, before we it. end, before we end, I'm pretty sure okay. Slovakia just beat the U.S. in the World Juniors. No! Whoa! What? Okay. No way. Now I might start watching. This okay. tournament This tournament is stupid. This so, 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 going so on? to recap everything, uh, <laughs> Finland loses to Switzerland in OT. 
Czechia beats Canada, and the U.S. did what? Yeah. They lost. They to just Slo- lost to Slovakia, six three, six three, Slovakia. Ooh! It's Wait. like everyone watched the World Cup and they said, "No, we need the upsets to ah, keep going." This is our time. This is our time. You know, you know. Wow. I would, I would love it if the World Juniors, if all the powerhouses fell, and the the gold medal game was like Czechia versus Slovakia. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty insane. Slovakia. Mm. Wow. This tournament would be so much better if there were just not the same teams winning all the time. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I'd like and, that. Like, and, and people want to go out here and tell me, you know, wow, there's too many teams in the World Juniors. There's too many teams in the World Juniors. Shut up. <laughs> Stuff like that is exactly mm-hmm. why people watch the World Juniors or why we should watch the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. It's for countries like that, like, you know, when they get a win over a powerhouse team, they celebrate that, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big deal yeah. for them. And it could influence them for 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 from time. Like that's that's a big deal. So mm-hmm. uh wow, that's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Anyway, all right. I guess uh if the upsets keep flowing at the world juniors, maybe we'll have it as a discussion topic when we come back in the new year uh for zone time. Uh, but uh, I'm really glad that uh, we were able to get through another calendar year talking about all the, the good things and the not so good things uh, with hockey culture. Uh, but it's good to know that uh, this podcast uh, is surrounded by a lot of great people uh, who like to see it thrive, uh, whether they're with the show or or not with the show anymore. Obviously, in the cases of uh, people like Ref and, and Cuthbert, who have gone out to greener pastures. Uh, but uh, hey, man. I'm really thankful that uh, we were able to do the show and continue to do it. And I'm looking forward to being back in the new year with you guys, man. So thank you. Seriously. Thank you. It's obviously a highlight to do this podcast with you guys every week. I'm getting all sentimental and sappy. (laughs) You got to give people their flowers uh, while you're able to give them your flowers. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. All right. No, 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 no. You always do this. You always do this. Yes. Cause it's not supposed to be about me. No, no, no. Shut shut up. Shut up. Julian is literally like the heart and soul of his own time. Like, I don't know, yeah. for people who don't know the story, there would not be his own time without Julian. And and all, with all the stuff he's doing, he still has the time and the passion again to come every week, plan the show, you know, organize the questions, keep us all engaged and all that type of stuff. So, yes, yes, obviously, you know, zone time is, is a family thing for sure. You know, I think of you all as family, but like Julian, man. Yeah, I think of y'all like family. Y'all are <laughs> y'all are a hockey family for me. Seriously, it's like the highlight of my week. I love it. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It is seriously. Also, I just realized we went through some of our favorite things in 2022, and nobody mentioned uh, the do rag thing. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that was one of my best laughs. Because he, because oh, he, because he lost it. He lost he lost the do rag status. That's why because he lost oh, it. Oh man, no, they, we will <laughs> we will find a way to incorporate the do rag in 2023. You know, uh, thank you, thank you to everyone subscribing to the podcast. Thank you to everyone who consumed the podcast. The way Avery, did I cut you off? I, I just wanted to mention if we're if we're down the All Star Game in Florida, I may have to bring a do rag to Bradfield if he's in Florida for the All Star Game. If we go down there. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I want to see a photo of Avery at the beach, just like we're wearing like a gold do rag, just like <laughs> looking around, just being like, "Let's do this." <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, let's wrap this one up for real. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, when we'll be back. I forget when the actual date when we're supposed to be back is, but uh, we will be back in January with a brand new episode and more episodes to come with Zone Time. Uh, for Sam Olbar and Avery, I'm Julian saying so long and uh, happy New Year and happy early birthday to Avery.
Thank you all. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.